wing tip. Good afternoon. It is March 21st, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Nemanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I'm in a little bit of trouble today. I have basketball withdrawals. Uh, I've been watching as much basketball as possible. I've been watching daytime basketball. I've been watching afternoon, evening, nighttime, super nighttime basketball. And then today, there's there's just none. And they're telling me that I got to wait until uh, you know regular time on on Thursday night. I think I'll be able to make it. But uh, whew, what what a weekend! I definitely enjoyed myself. Uh, did you enjoy yourself? Any excuse to have that much daytime distraction with unpredictable outcomes is is awesome, especially for the the gambling side of everything, which shouldn't have that much into it. But, you know, we all fill out a bracket. You know, we don't really know what's going to happen as well as you don't really need to know what's going to happen. You can sit back and watch and enjoy. Anything's going to happen. I think that's the exciting part about watching back-to-back days of (laughs) 12-hour entertainment is anything could happen. Uh, We're going to talk about some of the things we were most shocked that happened. Uh, Do you want to start with? The most surprising win of the tournament so far? I, I think it's kind of an obvious one, but maybe maybe we don't maybe we have different ones here. My most surprising winner of the, the first weekend was Miami. Miami was a 10 seed that from the ACC down year they had lost in the in, in the semifinals of the ACC tournament. You know, had had some success earlier in the year, but you know, when you're you're a 10 seed you're not exactly maybe uh, on the bubble, but it was definitely, you were, we would have hoped for a more uh, successful season. And now they're uh, after, after a big win at Auburn or, you know, against Auburn where that game was really not close. They really stomped them. And I thought uh, Auburn was one of the, one of the more complete teams. They have uh, uh, Kessler who uh, will most likely be defensive player of the year. They got Jabari Smith, who uh, is, if not, you know, very, very easily could be the, uh, the number one pick. He's tall, can play like a guard, uh, shoots really well, is not afraid to, uh, to launch, launch the three ball. And Miami came in and said, tonight is our night. So for me, the uh, biggest winner of the, of the weekend or the, you know, most, the, not the most biggest winner, the most surprising winner of the, the weekend for me was uh, Miami. I, totally fair uh, to, to have that outcome. Um, I, I think you kind of got to bring up that number 15 upsetting uh, St. Peter's over there who not only advances past Kentucky in the first round but gets one more win on top of that. Staying alive for one more one more day here. I think that's by far the most shocking outcome. I don't think you could have had that as predictable. Now, what I will say the most shocking outcome is I have preached as my only stati- the only statistic- statistical stat I know of the college basketball this year is that the ACC is not good. Zach, I have some breaking news for myself. I was wrong. I was very wrong. You talked about Miami being the most shocking right here. I wrote down uh, the topics I gave you to kind of have ready for the podcast here because we could talk about a million things with 68 teams playing in a couple of days. There's there's so many storylines you can get to. But I said I want to talk about the most surprising win and then I think the best team out there. And I think the best team I saw out there was – it's a tale of two halves here, so bear with me. I'm kind of – this is a bit of a stretch of a take here, but I think that UNC first half leading up to that ejection in which they're up 25 – was by far the most dominant team I think I saw over the weekend. And that pains me because this is not only an ACC team, this is UNC, which you're going to have a complicated history with at one point or another, right? We've all rooted for them. We've all rooted against them a hell of a lot more. So I I think... Never rooted for them. (laughs) I'm I'm sure there's been a a point in time where there was maybe some benefit to them winning, helping some Duke seeding in some way, form or another. All right, that's happened. 
And that that's the only way you or it's, I think it's acceptable for you to be all right with it. Oh, with that being said, that tale of two halves, as I said, was maybe the best peak I saw this weekend. But the collapse is by far the biggest collapse I also saw this weekend. So maybe 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 there's just a heat check and moment right there where you're feeling good. You carry the momentum and you get a little too ahead of yourself, right? You end up getting maybe a, a boneheaded ejection with the unnecessary elbow of probably probably the argue, arguably the best player of the game just shooting lights out from all over the place and purely dominating the game. Uh, but, you know, they still squeak out the win. So at the end of the day, I don't know which which team I'm going to buy into, but I thought that was the highest peak I saw over the weekend. And I'm most fearful of a team like that where I, I don't know what they're going to be. They, they could easily lay down and be done in the first half, or they could be up 25 on you, shooting lights out, starting out four for four from three, and just doing crazy madness things. I can't believe I'm saying the ACC right now is the team, the conference to be fearful of, as well as the conference that had the most successful weekend. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's inarguable, right? I mean, even... Even Notre Dame gets a win. Uh, Notre Dame uh, got two wins because they won the playing game and then they beat Alabama. So, and then Duke, Duke is still alive. I mean, I think I don't think that's as uh, unpredictable. But you know, I I certainly would have played them down as one of being the weaker two seeds because they were in the ACC. But there, they got some wins. Uh, Miami, as you mentioned, UNC. I, this is. This is starting to look like a pattern to me, and I don't like it. I am very off on it. I, I, this is not the outcome I was hoping for. I imagine our bet consequences are going to leverage uh, against me very strongly because you, you must have shown some support for the ACC saying, you know, just in your Duke support alone. <laughs> in the Duke support, uh, th- th- that's it. Uh, you know, I had a little bit of, uh, of uh, love for, for Miami, but I, I picked UNC to lose in the first round in every bracket. Because I, like I said, I'd never root for UNC, and they came out and absolutely stomped Marquette. One of the biggest wins of the of the weekend, winning by by thirty two. It's like even the uh, even the one seeds weren't winning by quite that much. And I, I totally agree with you that that first half and into the uh, in, into the second half, they they were running Baylor right out of the gym. Baylor's been a good team all year. I I, I, I was shocked. It one of those ones of. It was uh, the first game of the day, and I, I mean, we were close to like leaving the house. Of like, well, this is boring. This is the only game on. Well, let's go outside for a little bit because these other games are for sure going to be better. I'm glad that we, uh, I'm glad that we stuck around. It turned into uh, almost one of the the greatest comebacks slash collapses, depending on which uh, which side you wanted to look at. But just Baylor just couldn't couldn't quite pull it off. Like from from an entertainment perspective, this is exactly what you wanted, right? This wasn't a game. It became a game. became more than a game. We get an extra game, overtime. Great scenario. It completely busted my bracket. I don't think anyone, if you did have UNC, you know, good good for you. I, I, I just didn't see it happening, and I can't believe it happened. I was mostly impressed with the way UNC just wasn't scared of Baylor, and Baylor seemed very uncomfortable quickly, and that's a situation where you – your team that's been there before to see you be uncomfortable this early in the rounds is, is concerning. And it led to a very concerning game where they really didn't play very well and kind of had no business of even being in that game. I mean, UNC does a complete collapse here with the, the, the ejection and then everyone's in foul trouble. And then there's a complete scramble of momentum of, can we just finish the game? We just end it now. Just, just hold on to the ball. Just <laughs> do anything else. Uh, so I, I think UNC for me has been, has been the best team thus far. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy into that first half. They still got the win, and I think that's the highest peak I've seen so far. I've seen some other higher seeds actually struggle very similarly, even if they did sneak out. And I, and I think UNC is a scary team going forward. Who's the team you're most fearful of, or am anticipating the most victories going forward? 
Uh, I thought that Houston looked pretty good. They were coming in as they didn't play the the toughest schedule this year. Uh, had had a couple of not so great great losses, but you 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 know you were looking at it as like oh UAB jelly. All right, here we go. This this is right for for an upset, and that that game really wasn't so close. And then they uh, they handled Illinois pretty 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 easily. So I, I think if I uh, and I had to pick one just kind of real quick, uh, you know, looking looking at, at Houston, especially with uh, how much Arizona struggled against TCU, of just I, I, I've seen Arizona a few times and they just always seem just like bigger, stronger, faster than everybody. So I'll be interested to see how they go against Houston. But you know, last night in the wee hours of the of the morning, you know, did not look as uh, as dominant as I would have thought uh, a week ago. Really, really no love for the East Coast watchers out here. Just no, no mercy at all. We're going to give it overtime. We're going to start as late as possible. Oof, it, it was a long night, but it was a worthy one to another exciting finish, another overtime game, of which we almost saw one seed go down at the very end of the game. Very, very last game. The whole day, oh. like you said, we're on a bit of a hiatus now until Thursday before we see another game. It was it was a hell of a game to go out on. I, I will say that that would have truly busted my bracket. Of I have Arizona winning in one of them, and I think losing Gonzaga and the other two, so that that would have, whew, yeah, that that would have been uh, already ending that day. Uh, so I think all in all, though, that's kind of the good news of the weekend. I think it's a chance now to talk about a little bit of the bad news. Most disappointing team is, is one jump out to you. I think one one yesterday is. I I guess I could see some of the guard play being foreseeable in Auburn. Of of we've seen guys not really move the ball as much as they need to, or you know play a little too hero ball, or at least just run into this hero ball style of play a little too quickly. I think there's a point in time and it's okay with certain players, but when you have too many guys trying to do it, it just doesn't work. Uh, it's just really disappointing with Auburn, especially when they have a talented uh, draft draft pick future here and he can't even get the ball. I, I can't think of his name. What's his name uh, for Auburn? Uh, Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith, who I could see glimpses of when he had the ball. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, you just, just do that. Do that more often. Why are we trying anything else? This guy's really good. I imagine he's got an advantage on just about anybody out there. It just lived through the double teams, and I, I just thought it was disappointing they weren't able to get him the ball. So I, I think that was the most shocking one for me. I would say even Kentucky, as uh, disappointing as their closing out of that game was, they at least at least played, at least looked like they liked playing with each other. I feel like Auburn and, and Illinois was like another one for me. It was like, I don't know if these guys actually like like each other out there. I think they're all right with the season ending right now. They didn't seem like they had enough fight in, in them together, or they just collapsed because the chemistry wasn't strong enough. So I... I I'd say that's the the one I would kind of handpick as a, as a disappointing loss for me in Auburn. The, the 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 way we set this up with the uh, the the most surprising winner and the most surprising loser, it's a little tricky because they kind of uh, tend to be the the same the same game. So you had picked uh, uh, Auburn for the uh for the you know the surprising loser where i picked miami so that was kind of flip flop yeah. the same way you would pick st peter's where for this one i'm definitely picking uh kentucky early on in the tournament you know you you expect some some upsets but you definitely don't expect it from uh from kentucky a team you know you, not not too long ago going into the sec tournament was thinking hey if we can win the sec tournament we could be a one seed uh definitely a media darling for winning the the national championship uh, Dickie V had picked it, picked them to uh, to win, and for them to go down in the first round, it just it, it, it's it's a, just a you know it's 
maybe a little, a little selfish to bring it back toward towards me, but almost like the way uh, going into that Duke uh, last Duke UNC game where it's, there was no like, oh, what if we lose this? Like, there's no way. There's just there's no way we're gonna lose this game. Like, and I think that's that hubris that is the reason why it happened. But just the whole game, it was just close, and it was like this is Kentucky. They're bigger, stronger, faster. You know, St. Peter's plays in a much smaller uh, league. You know, they're going to have foul trouble. You're, you're going to turn your head. You're going to go to the bathroom, and Kentucky's going to go on, like, a 10-0 run, and this is going to be, like, oh, yeah, first half we were just messing around, but they just stuck around. And then in the – they couldn't get, the you know, a, a better shot off in regulation. And then missing their first four free throws in overtime just couldn't couldn't recover. And that's why uh, – impressed with with st peter's because a lot of times these uh you know 15 seeds are like the real big underdogs once they win they just have no they, they got nothing left for the uh for the next game you know, kind of like uh umbc when after they upset virginia it like wasn't even close the next game so for them to make the sweet 16 pretty uh pretty impressive it, i you could nitpick a lot of things with the kentucky loss i I think the most frustrating thing for me, and this is an immediate reminder when you're watching these college basketball, that this is not a professional game. This is not professional officiating for one. This is not professional rules. There's a couple things different. The one and one, I think, changes things entirely. The jump ball changes everything entirely. The charge-friendly officiating changing everything entirely. And the age of these players changes everything entirely. All right, They're not consistent. They are not going to be reliable at the nope. free throw line. I, I can't tell you the number of times where I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy... Seems like one of their better players. They're going to go to the line. I I, you know, I feel good about them shooting. Like, this seems like it should be a good play. And the amount of free throws that just get left out there and the potential points that are just thrown away regularly throughout this entire college sport is just frustrating. But you know, that's the way of the game, and it's not like it's only one team that's doing that. That's both teams are, are under this uh, kind of scrutiny, I guess, of, of just being at a disadvantage of not being as prepared or not as, uh, as practiced because they're – they're college athletes, you know. They haven't been doing this for quite as long, as well as they got a lot of other things going on in their life as well. There's a whole lot of learning curves to everything here. I generally try to pick older teams because of those reasons, and I think they're just better free throw shooters and have a better shot at winning a close game. And all you're doing if you're one of these these underdog seeds is you just want to stay in the game. You just want to have a chance at the end. And then maybe if you got one hot shot guy where your team's not that good, but this guy can make you a shot when you need it, you got a chance. That's that's the way you get get this stuff done i i don't know uh what other things to take out from kentucky other than i would have made, i would have done some things differently i think it was a real disappointment at the end there some of the execution some of the bad turnovers the bad passing it, but you know the 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 pressure builds up you know it, it gets to you i don't care who you are you could be a two seed and it could still get to you it's it's march madness it's do or die this isn't a series there is no tomorrow that, that's a lot of pressure so the only thing i wish kentucky did was maybe change the lineup a little bit that i imagine that's a deep roster i imagine they only played the same five maybe six guys that whole end of the game and that's what i thought they played their worst was the whole end of the game so i would have maybe maybe gone a different direction with some other guys or just maybe just mix something up it just seemed like they were giving them giving their best shot and it just wasn't working and all they had to do was maybe change something else up because very similar to like the unc win once they showed they weren't scared of the other team Nothing mattered anymore. They they didn't matter if they were one seed, two seed, or the big bad Kentucky school. Once you are no longer scared of the other team and you come out firing like that, it, it doesn't matter. It, it could change the jersey name at that point. It, you're blinded by it. It doesn't mean anything. You guys are playing really well, and it doesn't matter who we're going against. 
we feel really good about the way we're playing. That's the scary thing with the underdogs. And I think we got some scary underdogs still left in this tournament. And who knows what's going to happen? Um, is there anything else you want to get to for March Madness here? I mean, there's a million things we could talk about. Uh, uh, well, we still had um, you from the little list you had given me. Uh, did you did you have a, a best game? Oh, the best game? <sighs> you know, that game last night was pretty good. I, it's kind of hard not to say it was the 25-point comeback because I guess it still was – we got all the madness and the upset. Like, it would have been less madness, I guess, if they ended up winning and it was like, okay, so the team that we all thought was going to win ended up winning. It's it's more madness that the team we thought was going to win was down 25, comes back, sends it in overtime, and then loses. That That's madness. That's So I, I think that was by far the most rewarding for that. I, last night's game was really good too, though. I, the – run for the buzzer at the end there after a turnover and a steal and he goes to dunk it and he doesn't get it off in time he probably misses it by 0.2 seconds oof that <laughs> i i couldn't believe they got the steal i couldn't believe they even had a chance for it and then it's obviously in retrospect you slow everything down it's like why did you dunk it just shoot it just lay it in you could have won could have been over we could have been going home we could have worked on the next game uh i think that was that was my favorite game i'm sure there's plenty of others uh you're not going to pick a Duke victory, are you? Are you just going to say Duke winning was the best game? No. No, it was, those those victories were the, the most fun for me, definitely. But, uh, no, I was going with the uh, the Murray State-San Francisco game, one of the, the last games from Thursday. Uh, you could definitely uh, see the argument for that for that UNC game with uh, the wild comeback. But the Murray State-San Francisco, I just thought down the stretch was just where you were talking about. These are young guys. You really shake at the free throw line, really shaking on decision making. And it just seemed like these two teams, there was not that fear, or maybe they were just lucky, but there was some big time shot making going back and forth and had a lot more to do with what the offensive player was doing right and less of what they messed up on. So that was the one uh, that that I had picked out, another one that went to uh, went to overtime and was nice that went to overtime to prevent us from having to uh, switch over to the Kansas Texas Southern game where Kansas was just absolutely uh, smacking them around. So just kind of ended on excitement rather than ending on a complete blowout. All right. There's a couple teams. I feel like we should at least mention, I think let's all right. Michigan's still in the tournament. Correct. Like they, 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 yes. their coach is back. They won. This is a different team. Apparently this is maybe the team we'd all maybe anticipated at some point in the regular season. It's not the team that we saw a couple weeks ago without their coach or, or whatever after the controversy of all that. They're still in the tournament. I I don't think that this was something in, expected, but it was also something that I don't think anyone would, would have been shocked by either. It was definitely a split in my bracket where I can see these guys waking up. There's obviously something there. It's not nothing, but I haven't seen it enough, and it looks like it's leaning the other direction. It doesn't seem like the momentum is benefiting them, but you know what? They showed up. They showed up again. They got another win. They're still in the tournament here. I, I, I just think they deserve a little bit of a shout-out because they're essentially proving everyone wrong and finally kind of putting everything together that maybe at one point in the year we, we thought this is the team they would be. And they ended up being a, an 11 seed, by far not the most enticing or most aggressive seed you could have. And, hey, man, they're, they're still alive. They're, they're, they're maybe doing it the hard way, I guess. You know, they could have been a four seed in, in another world or another reality. Uh no, no comments for Michigan. Okay. I, <laughs> uh, well, you, you kind of uh, broke my brain a little bit saying that they could have been a four seed because they were not a 
nearly a good enough team to be be a four seed. I think coming uh, into the year, though, weren't they a high seed? Oh, okay. I mean, oh, like coming into not, the year, were they not, not like saying a, they were like, oh, before the okay. season you're not starts? Saying like they were misseeded. And before the season starts, are they not a top five seed? Did they even share a one seed at one point this year? Uh, they 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 didn't go up go up that high. But you're you're right. They because they were in the top twenty five, so they definitely would have been. In, in that range. So, okay. I, I see what you're saying now. Not based on what they did. Oh, no. Based it was on a, the expectations. It was, it was a miserable season. I think at one point they they might have considered even missing the tournament. And the fact they were able to get in. Oh, and definitely. Yeah. As an 11 seed, you were right on the edge. So, they're still in. I, I just It's more of you got in. If you're the right team, it really doesn't matter in your seating. You just get in. You do the job right. I'm always impressed by teams like that. I also more I was impressed. surprised how well they uh, how well they handled uh, Tennessee. You know, Tennessee has been hot lately. When they played uh, Longwood, they won by thirty. I think if we had done a some sort of a bracket after the first round, I think I might have picked them going, uh, you know, a little bit further because, like, ooh, you know, there's been on some other teams that have scares, and Tennessee was not one of them. I also want to say how quietly successful Villanova has been. I don't want to talk about it. I, I really don't even want to shine any light on it. I just let them keep cruising. You know, l- 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 fly under the radar. I feel like the second I'm going to shine attention on this, it's all going to go to hell. And and I don't want to risk that. I, it's, it's weird rooting for Villanova to begin with, but I, I I just think they deserve a little bit of a shout out, man. They took care of business, no problems, no issues. Just another day at the office. Uh, moving on to the next round. Well, I'll keep it quiet. Yeah, I know. It's it's it's, it's scary. You, you start you start you start shining a little bit of light over here, and suddenly uh you know just too much attention. You can't handle it anymore. Um. I think I had one more topic, and I didn't even actually end up picking somebody for this because I ended up looking at the list of coaches, and I didn't really fall in love with any of them other than kind of the obvious one, which is the one I imagined you picked of the best remaining coach in the tournament right now. I, I think I think we're in agreement on that guy. Well, I put down Coach K, but I thought that you – because that, that, all the other ones that kind of made sense, and this one seemed like more of you, you were setting me up, and I didn't know what was coming next where it's just like, well, he won his – 1200th game yesterday his 99th tournament win uh i think it's his i can't remember it was 24th or 26th uh sweet 16 and i mean those are just the stats off the top of my head so i i felt like maybe this was a uh this was some sort of trap well he took out Izzo too who i i might have had as as like a number two of i don't know just just guy that's been around had a lot of wins had a lot of tournament big wins a lot of upsets uh i, I just I, I don't know how much the coaching truly matters at this point. It's it's such a quick turnaround to everything. I think it's hard to make adjustments, or you get more credit if you are able to make adjustments uh, on on the fly like that. I mean, it's it's not like you get a whole lot of time. You get what, a couple days here in between, maybe a practice. You probably rest most of it. And even if you did watch film, you're not gonna be able to watch film on the next game, and you really don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, so I, I I think Coach K will have the advantage uh, going forward. I think he already had the advantage. It's it's just something worth talking about. I mean, if they end up making it all the way past there, it's going to be hard to say that they didn't have the best coach because I don't think they have the best team. What I did like uh, from from yesterday from from those guys was slipping down the end, going down five. We have definitely blown some leads like under two minutes where it's been very tough, tough to watch. So just you, you don't want to fall, fall down you know, but you know, to be down five, but the way that the, it was not a panic situation, just didn't try to immediately. Sometimes you see these teams, it's like immediately just like come down the court, no passes, just jack up a three. It's like, no, no, let's like run the offense. We're going to be okay. 
and uh, you know some really big big shots down down the stretch. It's going to be a lot harder against Texas Tech on uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, supposedly a real defense. Best defense country. Yeah. Uh, all right. So best of luck to them going forward. Best of luck to all the teams going forward. But right now, I need you to wish me best of luck in my tournament challenge against Zach here. Every year we go against each other head to head. We do a best of three bracket, so we fill out three, he fills out three, and uh, whoever gets the most picks right is essentially the winner of the year and doesn't have to do an embarrassing consequence. Now, normally we would already know these consequences, but we decided to make it a little bit more exciting, and we have a whole bunch of options. Everything's going to go on a wheel. We're going to slowly eliminate them all. We're going to do it all at the end of the show, so you don't have to listen to all of that go on right now. Uh, I'll probably be in the last, like, five, ten-minute segment of the show, so feel free to tune in for that, and... Thank you for everyone who did sign up. We managed to get 107 people signed up, which is pretty good. It's an increase of last year, which was, I think, 85, 86. So we didn't go down. We got more people. I think that's always the goal every year is to get more people and hopefully get more listeners or at least have more people at least give us a chance. Uh, so if you are giving us a chance, I appreciate it. And best of luck in the tournament. So far, I'm not having a great podcast run. I think you are at least on the page of, of rankings. I am... You could even find my bracket if you wanted to. I think I'm that far down on the list. Uh, any trash talking for anyone else out there right now? Well, I am in second place in the podcast bracket, so I am uh, I'm in range to uh, to to win it uh, again. So that would uh, that would be a nice little uh, feather in my cap to win against uh, 106 of you. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess that does make it a little bit more of a challenge where it's like, yeah, you got to beat Zach, or you know, it's gonna be great when you win that, but you lose the other two brackets to me. It's it's gonna be perfect. I, I, yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know how that's gonna exactly uh, you know feel if that's what happens. I'll make sure to get you a trophy for that one because I'll still feel like a winner even if you if you got to do the consequence <laughs> and you get a trophy out of it. That's that's fine by me. Now it is March. And normally March Madness is our, our main topic, you know, between the, the bet we make and the, the brackets being filled out and games being played 12 hours a day for a couple days here. But you know what? This past week has truly been dominated by football. NFL free agency has just been a wildfire of news stories of actual player rotation. It has felt very much like an NBA offseason, which... I still don't know the value of an NFL player in any of these trade exchanges. I think I have a better understanding in basketball, even though that value is fluctuating as well. I mean, you can go back at just the Harden trade for the last couple of years and say, well, he was originally this much, and now he's this much, and now he's that much. I, I None of it makes any sense. But I, I kind of want to just applaud the NFL for really becoming an all-year sport. And I, I, don't, I know it's just as popular, if not even more popular, than the NBA, but I feel like... These off-seasons, the NFL really fades out, and then there's a long anticipation of what's coming up next, and I kind of like this player rotation. I don't know if any of these teams are better, but I like that there's teams making moves, making changes, and that there's news to talk about in March, and that there's something to be excited about going forward here. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know where to start with the quarterback moves. I mean, we haven't even talked Russell Wilson, who's going to Denver. We've got Deshaun Watson on the move, Matt Ryan on the move today, Khalil Mack going to the Chargers, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady's unretired. Like, this is nonstop news. I mean, the NFL is truly blossoming right now in the offseason. I, I dare I say this has been the most exciting NFL offseason of probably my lifetime. I, I mean, really. It really I don't is a, a, a lot. I think the best way to put it is that it's like the NBA offseason. Uh, and maybe, I don't know, like the amount of moves, if it's, 
comparable to past years, but definitely a lot of quarterbacks changing teams and a lot of position players. And just the way football works with us with, with fantasy, it's just like, I know those guys way more. You know, I know some of the, you know, the defensive edge rush, edge rushers, uh, you know, not really many of the, of the linemen. So when a guy gets moved, I kind of have to be told like, no, this guy's really good. Or, you know, this guy's mediocre with some of the other, or the other positions, like I, I know going into it, but you, you, you were asking me yesterday, a couple like, Hey, do you see uh, this guy went here? And it was just like, I'm so out of the loop. I'm like so focused on, on basketball right now that, you know, I'm getting the big headline, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson kind of, kind of moves, but the, more i'm gonna call them like medium moves that if it was the nba i'd be uh totally plugged in on this year it's just and even even the big moves like the the quarterbacks even just today just the moves that happened today i'm having trouble like keeping up with i'm just wait this guy who was only here for a year who used to be here is now over here i i think i'm gonna need to uh do some like extensive research once uh basketball ends you know in in, in july to just figure out hold on where is everybody what's happening I, the other thing is i mean at least with the deshaun watson thing i don't like are we, are we sure he's gonna play like we're we're sure you're you're, you're giving up stuff to trade for him and you're okay with this you're, you're also you're also paying him i think you sent me the tweet of the weird con the, the way his contract was structured of essentially one million dollar contract where he has all these bonuses if he's able to play or, or something like that well, right? pretty, no pretty much no it wasn't even that because that would be more team friendly. It's way more him friendly that his salary isn't that much. And pretty much all of it is his signing bonus. So pretty much he signs it and like he's getting paid. So if there's any sort of, and I imagine there is going to be legal trouble and he doesn't play, he's already got his money. So they must've really wanted him because they gave up, uh, you know, assets, you know, they traded for him and they gave this super, what I'm viewing as a very super, uh, friendly player contract where you know if he is in any sort of uh any sort of trouble seems like it's going to be going to be a big time issue for the team yeah they also pulled the trigger on amari cooper trade earlier in the year i mean not my favorite wide receiver but you know they're <laughs> they're trying to be better they're, they're they're making moves they're making efforts i don't know if they're at the end of the day of all of these teams i'm not sure if any of these teams are like incredibly better but some of them didn't have a quarterback or they had a quarterback of a similar level that just didn't work last year. And if you want to roll the dice with someone else similar on a similar price range, you know, why not give it a shot? I mean, if you're, if you're Washington, I don't know why you're betting on Carson Wentz. If, if you're the Colts, I'm not sure why you're betting on Matt Ryan, but I, I look at who they were betting on last year and I'm like, you know, this might be better. It's not worse. It's the same odds. Like if anything, you're a little bit better. It, it just, it's a lot of movement. Uh, the other movement that we haven't talked about is Devontae Adams gets moved. I, I don't know what happened. We paid Aaron Rodgers, and that Devontae Adams gets shipped over there, and now there's this whole teammate thing with Carr and Las Vegas, and that may be like the most stacked division in, in football right now. That's, I mean, those four games, th those four teams are going to play each other every other week, and that's going to be awesome. It's going to be high scoring. If you're any of those teams, I don't know if you put any effort on defense. I, I would just, what's, what's the point? <laughs> it's not going to work. Like, so what's the point of having the second best defense in the four, top four offenses in your actual division? Like, what's the point? It's, you're not gonna be able to stop. I gotta them imagine that. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of lot of high scoring games. Kind of like a, like some Big Twelve football. It, it's gonna be an exciting year of football. I think that's if anything, that's what this says is that a lot of teams are going for it, and I, and I like that. 
I, li- I like that there's teams that are competitive. Even teams that didn't have success last year are trying to make moves to be better this year. They're not maneuvering their way to get a better pick next year. They're not tanking. They're not trading. They're, they're, they're going for it. And these might be terrible signings and terrible trades, but you know what? It's better than just sitting around and saying, you know, maybe we draft somebody and we get lucky. Because it, it does happen, but that is far harder, if you ask me, than, than to just pull all the trades and just go for it right now. I mean, who just won the Super Bowl? The L.A. Rams. The amount of trades and signings and money that they spent to get that Super Bowl? It's it, a big swing. It, it really would have been a massive disappointment every time they did lose. And I think that's why everyone was hard on them. They got the hot shot coach. They got the big contracts. New stadium. They, they kind of should win with all the aggressive moves they did make. And I think other teams are starting to see that that aggression can be rewarding. And, man, this is going to be a race to the finish here. All that being said, I still think there's reasons like this that Tom Brady's coming back. He's like, nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody's trying something new this year. Why don't I just run it back? You know, we'll do the same thing we did last year. It was pretty good. And maybe we'll just get lucky that we'll be the only team that has chemistry or the only team that at least played together or is rebuilding on on what they kind of had already. It's It it could be. Well, there's a lot of players that moved from from the NFC to the AFC. But yeah, that uh, Devontae Adams trade, I definitely did did not see that coming. I, the Aaron Rodgers re-signing, that one didn't uh, didn't surprise me too much. But then afterwards, to trade uh, trade Devontae was just uh, I I, I got to imagine Rodgers knew about it beforehand, but I can't imagine he was pleased about it. Uh, to my understanding, Rodgers kind of had decent weapons most of his career, so I wonder. You know, he, he's kind of scaling back to a Tom Brady wide receiver core right now, and that's like the friendliest way I could say it. You're playing with a lot of uh, <laughs> lesser players, more average players, I'll suppose. This is the nicest way of saying it. And I'll, we'll, see what, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, Rodgers is, is a more than capable quarterback, but, you know, he has had guys like Devontae Adams on his team, and I think that does make you far superior to a lot of other teams that just don't have players like that or aren't, don't have players capable of making plays like that. So... It's concerning, especially when you just spent, you know, half your salary cap on one player for Aaron Rodgers over here, and you just let go of your best receiver who you didn't want to pay because you paid Rodgers that much. So that seems that seems a little backwards. That doesn't seem like the greatest way to build a team. It doesn't seem like the greatest way to join a team either. You want to go mm-hmm. sign with the Packers? Yeah, don't worry. We just paid Rodgers like 50% of the salary, and we got maybe, you know, a quarter percent or a couple percent for you. And, you know, we're just asking that you, you know, you know, block for him or, you know, catch for him or play defense for him or you know, it's just, do, just do all the stuff he can't do. You know, we'll pay you like a quarter of it, though, you know, quarter on the dollar. It's it's fine. <laughs> Who wants to play with this guy? I, I don't know what, what they're doing to set themselves up like this, but it's exciting to talk football this early in the year, and I, I can't wait for fantasy. You know, we, we talked about that division of these hot quarterbacks and, you know, stellar offenses. I, I think if you get – you just drafted a whole team between that division right there, like that's – that's the moneymaker right there. They're going to be playing each other, high-scoring games. I'll be interested to see like what the top fantasy uh, rankings go and like how many guys in that division end up being like in the top twenty-five. I wonder how much they just uh, you know cannibalize themselves. You know, for like the rest of the AFC, it's not one of these teams just really jumps far far ahead. It's just they got to play each other all the time, and you just kind of even each other out. All right, well, while football is kind of in delay and the teams are kind of getting ready to go over there uh, in the offseason, the NBA is coming to an end right now. We're getting ready for playoff season. 
We're, we're looking at seedings now. we got a playing game coming up around the corner. And there were some guys that were anticipating, you know, being back by the regular end of the regular season or being back just in time for the tournament and the, the playoffs to start and all of that. And we were all on our pins and needles kind of waiting for Zion. It, it seemed like it was going to happen, and then I said it definitely wasn't going to happen, and then I felt really silly for saying that because they said it's going to happen. You know, we made C.J. McCollum trades. We we're, we're making a run for the playoffs. We're, we're ready for Zion to walk in and kind of – carry us into that first round and today it's announced officially that zion will be done for the year of which i called months ago and then the story goes back and forth i feel like we're missing details on this i i don't know how you get so many conflicting stories throughout the season on will he won't he and they're not communicating and he's not happy being the rumor and never actually hearing him say anything or him not traveling with the team or choosing to train and practice on his own like that's all fine and everything if he comes back and plays but it feels like there's an actual disconnect here and that I don't know the whole story and it just doesn't seem good. Like it, it, as well as just for an entertainment factor. I mean, don't you want to see Zion? Oh, big time. Definitely want to see Zion. He's one of the most exciting players in the league. Are you shocked by the, the outcome of this? And do you think it's truly physical or do you think there is some personal problems here between uh, a disappointing, a disappointed player and maybe a frustrated owner or GM or whoever? I think that the the Pelicans did him no favors. Uh, I got to imagine there had to have been some setbacks, but you know, if you if you look at the timeline, it was in September. All of a sudden, it comes out. Uh, I think it was like at media day, just like a, oh, by the way, Zion had foot surgery. It's like, uh, what? Like that's not something that you just kind of mention casually all of a sudden, and then it went into. But you know, he's fine. He'll he'll play opening night, and then as it got closer, it's like. You know, he hasn't played any preseason games. Not only really seen any practices. Like, ah, well, he'll miss, you know, opening night. And like, then it just it just kept getting pushed down down the way, and that doesn't set Zion up for success at all. I feel like the better organizations they put that date either so far out or they just don't even give you a date. Where with this, it just looks like, well, well, what's going on? No, it's going on here. And there were definitely reports of there were there were setbacks, and it just that that's frustrating. Uh, Seems like, you know, it was just uh, a couple weeks ago that he got cleared for basketball activity. So I don't know. I sure hope it's not another setback that's happened. It's just more of a, uh, it's just taken too long to, uh, to ramp up, but maybe this will be better that he can have a, you know, a full off season to, you know, recover whatever needs to get done and, you know, be able to, to train in the off season, not just be doing the, the, the rehab, but we need, we need to have Zion back on the, back on the court. We need it. That's what the people want. I think the most concerning thing about this whole story is when he got the surgery, is that he got the surgery essentially a week before the season starts, and that's when we all find out that there's even a surgery that needs to be had. Like, we're going in a week from that day thinking, man, we're going to see Zion opening night. Like, this is going to be great. He's going to be out there. Pelicans are going to be back. He's going to be dunking on people, bringing up the ball, doing that little point guard show and all that. It's going to be great. And then it's like, wait a minute, he's got foot surgery? When did he get hurt? He's not playing the offseason. I imagine he... Had to have been taking it easy to some degree. I mean, it's not the season. It's it's the off season. But then it's, uh, all right, we got the surgery. We got a timetable when he's going to be back. But, you know, there's no need to rush him because, you know, we're, we're still up in the air on what this season's going to be. And then they kind of hang around. They hang around. They make some deals at the, uh, at the trade deadline there that essentially keep them competitive and give them a chance of actually advancing this year. And it is all anticipation of him being back. Like, I don't know where the rumors came from, if he actually wanted to get back or if it was more of the team pushing him to come back, I, I don't know who to believe and what to happen. I just think it's a real disappointment for everyone. And 
I, this is not how you handle it. I, I think if you go back, like you said, there is definitely some blame to go on the organization. I think the best thing to do is to do no information at all rather than the, the timetables of estimates and disappointment of this. This is it's very much about like the trust the process where like, yeah, and Bede's going to be ready soon, you know, just like a couple more months. And then it's like a couple more seasons and you know, he ends yeah. up finally kind of being ready. But man, the patience behind that, I, I, I feel the, the, the pain of any fan of just being deprived of some Zion highlights. But there's a lot of other good teams out there. We got another player out there that managed to be player of the week in the Eastern Conference one more time this month, Jason Tatum, who just continues to cook. I mean, this is this is a new guy. This is a new newfound player here. He, he's like good at passing now. He understands the double team. I think he's slowly becoming one of the most clutch guys in the NBA. I, I'm terrified of the kiss of death I'm about to put on all of this because this seems way too positive for me to be this excited for a Celtics team suddenly. Uh, man, what I, about what about? Hold on, you, you you mentioned it, but I don't even know if you realize what you did. You mentioned the uh, the kiss of death. Are you a fan of Tatum? giving the i don't know exactly that's like his new move of giving the kiss of death out when the the game is out of hand Man, have I, you seen this i i don't i don't know enough about this you'll you'll have to send me the video or, or show me exactly what you mean by this but i i yeah, don't so uh he i i know he did it last night pretty much like after he hit a big three and like the game was over like you know okay like that's the that's the nail in the coffin so i don't know if he does it when he knows the game's over or when it's just like at like very big moments, but he, 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 he takes both his hands and puts them to his lips and then does like a kiss and then like opens his arms, like way out, like to the, to the crowd. I guess he, uh, he's been doing it. I think like a few months, uh, or not a few months, like a few weeks to a month now. I think he, I don't know if he did it in a game or if he did it at the house and deuce, uh, was, was a big fan of it. So now it's just kind of like a little, uh, a little nod to his, to his son. Well, shout out to the Seas. They're still rolling. There's been some huge movement in the East between we were like nine games back of the the Chicago Bulls, and now I think we're a game ahead of them. That that kind of movement generally doesn't two. happen. And we're two ahead, and two, I, I think we're tied with Philly now. And Philly is uh, well, Philly's trending in the wrong way, but I almost feel like that's going to benefit them for some of the seeding. I think they I think they have a team they're trying to target, and they're doing a decent job of trying to stay with the. Uh, a tanking pace with the Bulls right now where they can both fall to a 4-5 more than likely. Uh, but you know what? I talk so much trash about the Celtics, and it's been a couple weeks now. This is this is farther than a trend. This this is something I think worth buying into and something I'm truly embarrassed on that I was just not interested in watching a Celtics game as short as you know four months ago. Like I, I had no interest. There was nothing you could do to convince me to go watch this team. And, and now the huge turnaround... I, I don't know if we're necessarily a, a championship aspiration team, but I, I definitely don't think we're we're not out of it. Like I think there's a chance. I, I think other teams have better chances, but you know, I, I could see the right scenario of a playoff run where, you know, who know maybe someone else gets hurt or maybe someone else gets beat up in a first round matchup by all these other good teams and some of these lower seeds crawling into the playoffs that may have a whole full roster coming back. This this may come out to bite us as well if we end up having a higher seed facing some of these uh you know, struggling teams breaking in at the end here with maybe some injuries or maybe some just youth. Who knows? Uh, but I like the way we play, and, I, and I'm happy with the way we play. I, I like the guys we got. I mean, Derek White is still ice cold from three right now. I don't think he's made one in a really, really long time. But, you know, we'll, we'll work on that. If that's our biggest problem right now, that's, that's much better than the problems of, like, I don't know why we can't play defense or – I don't understand. Yeah, like, why I, do we keep going up by 20, 25 points and then losing the game? Yeah. I, just, 
Howard's uh, offense. Uh, a guy being cold from three is much more manageable. When he came over, like it was known, like ah, he's not as great of a three point shooter as you would like. But it's like you know what? We got a bunch of guys that can shoot three pointers around him. So if he can get those guys the ball, perfect. Look, there's never going to be a scenario where <laughs> there aren't any woes. All right, the good teams just make it through the woes. All right, we're making it through the woes right now, and I still think there's a chance that Derek White actually eventually starts making shots again. And then who knows what happens? Like if this all suddenly clicks like that, we are <laughs> we're, we're just a capable team, and I, and I like that right now. I don't know if I would have been able to ever say that this year. I'm shocked that I'm even saying it right now, and hopefully, uh, hopefully it ends up not being a kiss of death. Uh, all right, enough Celtics talk. Did you hear the uh, the news out of the, uh, the the West today? No, we got about 15 minutes left, so we do got to do the wheel at some point. But give me some news in the West. There is uh, talk from uh, out of the Athletic that uh, Chris Paul could return this week. Oh, that's cool. I, I heard uh, Westbrook is going to be like uh, getting MVP votes after last night's game. I, I, I heard he, he earned some. Didn't they lose last night? I think it was the night before they might have went into overtime. I don't know. One of those games. Yeah, I think it was uh, Thursday or Friday. He had uh, hit a big three to, uh, to send it to overtime, and then they got the, got the win. But they actually have the same record as the uh, as the Pelicans that are missing Zion, like we just talked about. So I that that's probably good for them, right? Yeah, they also basically have the same record as the Wizards, who they also lost to, I think, last night. So that, <laughs> that that's that's the Lakers. C- congratulations, you played yourself. But uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's our there's our Lakers update for you. I am very excited for Chris Paul to come back. I, that's a that's a good team over there, and obviously they're hinged on. Kind of his leadership. I just hope that he's able to stay healthy throughout these playoffs. It feels like every year it's good for maybe a round or two, and then it's like he's just had this nagging injury for for who knows how long. So I'm just hoping he has just enough time to kind of get back in and truly be recovered because there's nothing worse than seeing Chris Paul not able to play in a game six or seven or just not able to be the same guy in any round. And, and unfortunately, we've seen that, and I think that's been one of the main reasons he doesn't have a ring on his finger. So. I hope he's coming back, and I hope he's actually going to be able to stay healthy. I, it, they're they're a really good team. They they may be the best team in the league with him out there. So I I hope he's able to come back. All right, we got about 14 minutes left here. I'm going to start spinning the wheel right now. You want to remind everyone of the topics that are going to be on the wheel, and I think the way we're going to do this is we're just going to eliminate six on his wheel and six on my wheel. We both have the same consequences, and then uh, we'll eliminate the final what was what that whatever final four that leaves us with. Uh, yep. next week so uh, the consequences yeah, me, this year uh, are the first bet consequence is uh, pretty standard uh, everyone's been doing it the uh, 24 hours in a waffle house uh 5k in the other team's jersey uh the beer mile weird facial hair uh you have to read a book of the winner's choice and give a presentation on the pod uh, you got to order a fat head of the the winner, and you got to have it up. Uh, the embarrassing grocery store run, uh, a license plate outline slash bumper sticker, uh, a T-shirt that says "I hate March Madness," uh, make a music video, or the one that you uh, brought up last week was uh, "Ski Down the Mountain Shirtless." Yeah, and to reiterate, I think we're gonna allow goggles and gloves. Uh, okay for that. So like, it's just the shirt. You can still wear the gloves and the goggles and a hat or helmet or, or whatever for safety and just, I guess, safety. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah. This <laughs> is ridiculous. Right? This is supposed to be stupid and silly. But I don't want anyone to actually get injured. I, I was concerned last year about the backflip. 
Now, you lost last year, so I'll give you the, the gentleman's uh, advantage here of deciding who goes first. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first on the elimination wheel here? Uh, let's eliminate mine first. All right. Zach is going to go first. I'm going to spin the wheel. You're going to hear some loud noise wheel sounding stuff over here, and uh, I'll tell you which one gets crossed off. So we're going to do it six times and cross off six here. So the first one, here we go. All right. Read a book and give a presentation. Uh, we are removing that one. All right. I got a little uh, Excel spreadsheet, so you can keep spinning the wheel, and I got the recording of it, or the like the results. All right. Spin number two. All right. Light License plate, bumper sticker. You can remove that. Okay. Ski down the mountain shirtless. You can remove that. All right. You can remove the fathead poster. Okay, two more to go. Uh, you can remove embarrassing grocery store run. All right, last one here. Last one. Oh, you're so lucky. You can remove the beer mile. <laughs> okay, so that leaves... Uh... For me, uh, 24 hours in a Waffle House, 5K in the other team's jersey, weird facial hair, uh, T-shirt that says I hate March Madness, and uh, make a music video. So still some really, uh, really juicy ones on there. All right, now for you. What do, what do you, what do you get to have removed? All right, hold on. I got I to gotta refresh this. I'm assuming this is all going to work. All right, here we go. All right, my first uh, – you're going to keep track of mine too here? Yep, yep. All right, first spin, first removal will be... All right, order a fat head you can remove. Okay. Uh, read a book and give a presentation you can remove. All right. Similar so far. Yes, thank God. All right, beer mile. <laughs> beer mile, you can remove. <laughs> I that just was one Will had uh, some real concern about. Like, there was a point in time in my life where I was fine. I was drinking a lot more, and I feel like I could handle it. Now it's like I don't drink nearly as much or at all anymore, and it'd just be truly embarrassing and punishing and just unnecessarily painful. All right, spin number four. You could take off uh, 5K in the other team's shirt. 5K mm -hmm. the other team's jersey can remove. All right, you can remove the embarrassing grocery store run. All right, last spin here. Last one. All right, weird facial hair you can remove, which is not leaving the great ones left over here. All right, I got 24-hour... In a Waffle House, I got Ski Down the Mountain shirtless. Apparently, they really want us to make a music video, which I'm still not entirely sure how that leads out. And the 
License plate bumper sticker is fair game. And then the I Hate March Madness t-shirt is fair game. So those are our options for right now. We'll eliminate these last couple next week. And and then it'll uh, next week we'll we'll know kind of what outcome uh, we need for me to win and for Zach to win. I imagine we'll have at least a, a decent idea of what we need for that outcome. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not like already decided where it's like, oh no, we're just gonna find out what the consequences are <laughs> next podcast. But you know, I haven't exactly had the most successful predictions here, so th- it very well might be that announcement next Monday. But uh, I'm excited for that. I, I'm not too fearful of that. I would say the beer mile was definitely the one I didn't want, so I'm not disappointed that that managed to not be on on mine or yours. Now, I drunkenly mentioned another silly idea that we could kind of attach on to all this, of which we talked about some NBA stuff and how there's actually kind of a good freelance of, of seating this year where I think I think there's arguably, you know, five to, you know, maybe stretch argument, eight teams that could actually win the NBA championship. And generally, it's a lot of chalk, and that's why picking out brackets and tournaments for the NBA really doesn't work because it's generally the favorite wins. But I don't think the favorite's going to win every matchup this year to the point where I think filling out a bracket for NBA could actually be a lot of fun. So depending on the outcome of all this, I'm proposing that maybe we do some sort of double or nothing or some sort of additional bet attached onto this for the NBA playoffs. I, I, th- I feel like people like seeing silly things like this happen as well as I'm just curious to see what your picks are going to be for NBA, if they're going to be as wild as I think mine are going to be. And I mm-hmm. think that'll be fun to do. But we can still decide on all that. If you do have some additional bet consequence ideas, though, we will take them for next year or incorporate them into that or, or whatever. We're always all ears for uh, ideas like this. And it's kind of hard to come up with them where they're, they just got to make sense. I think a lot of the ones we got right now make sense. And uh, if you want to let us know that, you can let Zach know on his Twitter, which is... Wicked Z-Man 24. Uh, as well as you can reach us out on our any of our streaming platforms. We're on all of them. Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, or whatever it is now. We were, we're on all of them, right? Podbean, uh, all, everything you can find. As well as you can follow us on our Facebook page, Little of Column A, Little of Column B. You can listen to the podcast there now. That's pretty awesome. You can do all that. Uh, you can multitask on there, too. That's one thing I like about on the Facebook app now is you can listen to it in the background and still continue to scroll through Facebook or even just anything else on your phone. So huge convenience there. If you're not already following us, feel free to follow us there and give us any sort of suggestions or ideas. There are some there are some previous videos of some of the successful and uh, disappointing consequences of the past. So you can go find those out over there on our YouTube page as well. Little of column A, little of column B. Yeah, I think that covers everything right now. I'm I'm excited. Are you disappointed with any of the results or you, you feel like this was fair? Uh, you you just you never you never too sure. You know you you don't know what's gonna be uh, what, what what's gonna be the worst or you know what you think is like oh that won't be so bad and then turns out like oh yeah this is this is this is not great. So I, I just you know don't get too concerned about things. You know just wait until until it happens before you know no need to be uh, worried about it ahead of time. Yeah. So we'll know a lot more next week. I'm worried. I feel like your entire bracket hinges on Duke. And I had Duke losing to Davidson in every single bracket. Davidson doesn't even win in the first round, so that's how wrong I was on that one, as well as now Michigan. You're facing Michigan, right? Is that who you're matched up with? No, 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 Tennessee. We were playing Texas Tech. Texas Tech, that's what it is. Oh, my God. I'm I'm lost in the bracket. There's too many teams. They all sound the same. I don't know what to do about all that. I feel like I've watched too much football or too much basketball over the last couple days that my my brain is just numb to the amount of calculating (laughs) and bracket manipulation I tried to pull off. Oof, too, too much math. Too many decisions that had to be made. 
But uh, thanks again for everyone to fill out uh, all those brackets. It's exciting to be able to compete with this many people. Uh, is there anything else you want to add for the people out there? I feel like I'm kind of running out of things here. Uh, well, I got some. I got some complaining to do. Uh, I thought that the, uh, the the app this year was was subpar. The they did have a uh, a fast break option, which was kind of like a like college red zone sort of thing. Uh, I think they had it last year, but you had uh, brought the quad box, so so we didn't need it. But it was cool. We just kind of had the uh, the one TV set up this year that they kind of took care of it for you and they were decent, but it just like wasn't quite there. And then what I didn't like is anytime you went to cast, you had to watch a commercial, then you could cast it. It would play you a second commercial and then you would go to your game. And it's like, well, a whole bunch of March Madness is like switching around. So if I got to, you know, take, you know, a, a minute in between, you know, sometimes I'm trying to catch like the end of a, you know, of a game real quick and you know, I'm trying to switch back and forth and I get to trying to make their, their money. So that was, that was annoying, and I feel like just like the app didn't load very quickly, as well as it was just there was, there was choppiness to it, and it was just just disappointing because it's it's so close to being done well that to have it not be, uh, you know what the expectation is for for a streaming service was was disappointing. I think my biggest frustration with it, and it's maybe a shared frustration with the, the amount of money being made this weekend and the the people that are making the money. This is where they could they could put some more money, all right? They can afford an app that has spectacular streaming with no issues like this. Uh, the best way to still do it though is the quad box, man. You got to get a channel channel switcher. Uh, you can look it up on on Amazon. My recommendation actually is you you will probably more than likely find a used Amazon uh, channel switcher following March right now. I imagine this is something that's rented and then returned, and now you could go buy a used one on there. I, it doesn't have to be the most expensive one, but it should have four inputs and. You'll never have any issues again. Now, you'll never have any other use for it either. I think that's the other flaw of this is, you know, what's the other scenario where you actually have four games streaming on the same time? But it is a luxury to have for this. I will tell you that. Being able to just full screen, change the audio to whatever corner I want and just full screen automatically like that, man, it is a dream. And it is only truly utilized in March Madness. But, man, it, it's, it's exactly what I want. I wish I could, like, almost cast this stream like publicly for everyone be like so everyone could be on my quad box of me just channel switching back and forth it'd be be really fun but uh maybe next year maybe they'll allow us to do that one of these days but i i'm shocked that one of these big streaming services hasn't just dove in entirely on this and said you know what we can make all of our money on one month of just being all out on the streaming service for this i just think you'd have endless options uh but maybe next year and maybe it'll get better i'm sure lesser less people will be watching so uh, we'll be back next week with a whole bunch of updates on March Madness as well as some uh, updated bet consequences. Little column A, little column B.